This week on The Breakup Breakdown. You think it ends there. You think it's clean. Just when she thought she and her ex were on good terms. And then my phone rings and it's him. Hello? He calls her at the worst possible time. I have this thing that I just I just kind of want to get off my chest. No. Happening. I can't believe he would do that with you and your parents down the hall. I guarantee you 90% of people think that's weird. That's why it hurts so much when I was betrayed, when it ended. Because I put way too much power in him. I mourn for like the woman that I was then. Stay tuned to hear about a breakup that I think so many people will relate to, but then quickly takes a turn in the most unrelatable way, but it's very interesting to listen to. Hey there, my name is Abby Murphy. Welcome to the Breakup Breakdown. If you're new here, we talk about people's wildest breakups as submitted by people who want to know what happened. If there's a certain part of the interview you want to jump to, you can always check the episode description and take a look at the timestamps. Something I'm really excited to tell you about is that next week's mini episode is going to be with at So My Mom's a Therapist. If you're on TikTok. I'm sure you've seen her account. She has incredible advice. On the episode, we're going to be talking about holiday relationship problems. So if you're in a situationship with maybe an old flame when you go back home for the holidays, or if you're nervous about meeting your partner's parents for the first time at Christmas, shoot me a DM. You can check my Instagram handle in the episode description. I would love to hear from you. All right, let's break down this week's breakup. Hey, what's up? It's Abby. Hey there, it's Lexi. Let's get into this week's breakdown. So this is kind of an interesting submission because they started it out with, this is going to be a tough breakup to find out about, which you know we love a challenge. That's the kicker. Like, that was the bone that was thrown. Well, it was thrown and then I was very interested. So, let me read it to you and I'll show you why I wanted to find out about it. So, it says, hey, Abby, this might be a tough breakup to find out about, but I'm hoping you can manage it. So, I followed these two people who were in a relationship all through high school and college, and I think the relationship was pretty turbulent. I think they broke up and made up a few times. So, one day, the guy posted a photo with a girl, and I remember thinking, that's funny. I thought they were broken up. Guess they're back together. Well, guess what? It wasn't the girl in the photo, but literally this new chick looks exactly like his ex and even has the same name. It's so weird. I highly doubt her ex-boyfriend would come on to talk about it, but I bet you the girl has some really good tea. Let me know if you find out about it. Same name, same looks. Yeah. Can you imagine if somebody started dating a girl named Lexi with short brown hair and similar aesthetic? Well, okay. So this is like a thing right now because like people have asked me, oh, what does your ex look like? Does it look like the person you're currently mm. seeing? Should that be a trend or should it be like, no, switch gears? Well, I have a very specific type. Yeah. Like see. if you lined up every guy I ever dated, they all look the same. They're all like six foot five. They have fluffy hair and I'm well, just I think, I think the same name's over. It's like if you get like, if you have a baby and you name it something, it's going to always remind you of that thing. I think you can't date people with the same name. You don't think so? No, absolutely not. Don't you, don't you think that like names stick with things? Yes, names stick with me. I Yes, I agree with that because I couldn't date somebody who had my brother's name. Maybe my dad's name, because I don't call my dad Tim. Right. But my is your bro- dad's name Tim? My dad's name is Tim. But My I don't dad's go- name is Tim. Your dad's name is Tim? My dad's name what is Tim. Oh, yeah. I couldn't date a guy named Ben, for I sure. I guess That's there's only name. one benefit to dating the same name. I mean, you, you won't screw it up in bed, right? I was like, <laughs> like, you literally won't screw it up in bed. Maybe that's why he's like, I can only date, let's call her Jesse. I can only date Jesse's now. Because you know, that girl <laughs> will never have the pain of being called the ex's name. I feel like it's a little strange just because she has the same name, too. If she kind of has like a similar look, you're attracted to what you're attracted to. You, you like know? what you like. So I think the key word to take away moving forward in this conversation is they use the word turbulent. Ooh. Up and down relationship, turbulent. Yeah, they broke up a couple of times. So I think that's why she was so shocked is because she was like, oh, they got back together again. And wait, it's not the same Jesse. not the same girl. All right, well, let's get into this. We're going to call up this chick and uh, find out what happened. Okay, we are so pumped to find out what happened here. So we heard that your ex is pretty much dating your clone. There's got to be an interesting story. 
story here. So why don't you take us from the beginning? How did you meet this guy and how did it go wrong? Me and this individual met our very first day of high school. So we were like brand new freshmen. He was the only freshman on the varsity football team. So my 13 or 14 year old mind was so fascinated by that. Long story short, after a few months, we started dating. But what's dating when you're like 14 and 15? He actually asked me to be his girlfriend in front of our entire theater class, which I look back and I literally cringe because that's so well, like at 14. No, I would think that's so romantic. Yeah. I would have loved for a guy to have gone out of his way. In the moment, was it romantic though? It was. My 14 year old heart was like on cloud nine. So we dated throughout high school. And then after high school, he joined the military. I moved out of the country to work for a nonprofit for a while. I essentially took a gap year. So though we didn't see each other for like, I think it was actually two years. We still kept in contact the whole time. I was definitely like seeing other people and talking to other people. And I know that he was not. We always just kind of kept each other as friends. After that, I decided it was time to go to college. I started my undergrad and it just so happened that he also was stationed back in the US. We kindled our relationship and this time around as adults, because you feel like you're so grown when you're 19, right? But as adults, it felt like a much more serious relationship. I don't know if you know this, but in the military, it's this like stereotype joke. When you guys get married, you talk about marriage on your first date and you get married within months or something. You said that because the second you said he was in the military, I was like, uh-oh, military boy. <laughs> stereotype with that. Proposed like, on the second yeah, day. Right? <laughs> Baby by the third. <laughs> third, fourth. He pushed it at the fifth. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, there was a lot of talk about marriage. My 19-year-old, very grown-up mind, I was like, yeah, like this is totally something I want to do with him. I see myself doing this, blah, blah, blah. Thing was, and maybe this is just me being prideful. I have nothing against women who don't who like think otherwise, but I never wanted to be that girl who depended on a man financially. Like I always, I think just growing up as an immigrant, my parents were always, oh, no matter what, anybody could leave you at any time. So you need to always make sure that you can provide for yourself. And there started our problems because I think he personally thought he was at that chapter in his life. I just wasn't there. As an Asian immigrant, my parents literally, and being really religious too in my house, like we just did not talk about mental health. I think I had, I know now I had like serious problems and it took a lot of therapy to say this, but I genuinely think 75% of the reason that we ended was because of me. And even though nobody deserves what happened to me and there's no justification, I understand why I made him unhappy. We definitely want you to tell us all those juicy details about how he also contributed to the demise of the relationship. But I think it's so big of you to own up to your part too. Can you touch on some of the things that you learned having the hindsight of everything that sort of happened in your relationship? And I always saw my mom. My mom's crazy. I love her to death, but she's literally crazy. And I saw my dad like just deal with her. And so in my mind, I'm like, yeah, like men should deal with women's shit. Okay, so now you're in your undergrad. He's stationed in the U.S. You two are in completely different states. From your side of the relationship, you're saying you're just throwing a lot of your moodiness on him, kind of just expecting him to take it. What other things started tearing you two apart? Our problem was always a topic of marriage. I felt like it was being pushed on me. A lot of problems just kind of like boiled over. His mother played a big part in it. She did not like me for whatever reason. It was predominantly because of what you had mentioned for the two years during my gap year. I was involved with another 
guy and I was an adult and I lost my virginity to him. But my boyfriend tells his mother every damn thing. Oh. He told his mom that you lost your V card to another guy? Not only did I find out that he told his mom personal things about me, personal things about my family. Really, I heard his mom when he's in Arizona visiting me be like, are you guys having sex? Don't get her pregnant. I would hate that. And he would just laugh. I've literally heard that with my ears. Literally. And he would just laugh. That's so unhealthy to have too much involvement. And it's always from the mom. Have you noticed that like no dad is ever like meddling in someone's relationship? No. And I will say like guys tend to have those weird relationships when it comes to it. girls tell their moms everything, but not like those lines. Literally. But girls also have that mentality. It's like once I tell my mom, it's game over. So. <laughs> I've never said this out loud, but when we first started dating, he was like, my mom doesn't like you. He somehow coerced me to apologize to his mother for having a relationship with a guy when I wasn't with him. Girl, I don't know what the hell I was thinking, but I messaged her on Facebook and she was like I appreciate you clearing the air and she was like I just want to make sure you're not with my son for his money. What money? What money? He's in the military. It's like you're, oh, you're hey. in grad school going to get your own check and she thought you were going to be stealing from him? Ah, uh, no. Sorry your son's not my end all be all right away. I'm out here experiencing life apart from your son and you were honest with him. It's not like you were hiding anything. And I deadass replied to that and I was like I would not take out six figures in loans to make myself a doctor only to depend on a man who makes one third my salary. Girl, good for you for putting up with it as long as you did, because that's the thing, though. It's like relationships to a certain extent are private. And if the mother was that involved. As soon as we broke up, my mom and my dad blocked her. And so I told my mom everything because my mom has a bad relationship with her mother. And like, I'm telling you right now, he can be the best man and you can marry him and that can be fine. But you will deal with this woman for the rest of your life. Essentially, the breakup was as amicable as possible. So he came and stayed at my parents' house for two weeks. And we literally just like lived together for a solid two weeks. And we just had really hard conversations and stuff. And after two weeks of probably the most intimate time ever together, I just don't think this is working out. We were on this. I thought we were genuinely on the same page and as like perfect as a breakup could be. So it ended on those terms. You think it ends there. You think it's clean. I'm living my life. And so I am. And I start living my life and I'm having this whirlwind romance with this other person. <laughs> and then I think I was telling Abby this. I was in San Francisco and there was a fire, like a giant, giant fire. And everyone is being evacuated. And it was really, really scary. Right. And it was in the middle of exams week. So exams were like literally postponed. So everyone's like leaving school and I have nowhere to go because I have no family there. But I made friends in my time. So I have like five girls texting me being like, hey, come live with me. So my phone's blowing up. My parents are worried about me. The world is ending because the sky is like black and red. You can't see anything because there's ads. I was literally told like in 30 minutes, like you need to leave your house. Like you're being evacuated. You need to go. So I told Abby this. I was like in the 30 minutes of packing, I brought some heels, brought some purses, the most expensive ones, some pajamas. That's it. And my laptop. And then I went to Costco and I bought a pizza. Why? <laughs> I don't know. But those were my priorities. Designer bags, pizza, and you're good to go. It's all a girl needs. And I'm literally driving. My phone's going off and I'm ignoring it because I'm just trying to drive to my one friend's house. And then my phone rings and it's him. It's like, hello? And he goes, hey, it's me. And I was like, yeah, I know it's you. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, what's up? And he goes, I know we haven't spoken, but I saw on the news, like your area, like you guys are being evacuated. Are you okay? I was not in a good state mentally. And I was like, I'm just trying to drive safely. So I was like, yeah, no, everything's like wild right now. <laughs> my voice is shaking. And he goes, Oh yeah. So anyway, um, I have this thing that I just, I just kind of wanted to get off my chest and like 
literally there's sirens like I can't see the sky and he goes so you know I've been trying to find God in all and I just got baptized today like the last year or two of our relationship I've had like a serious porn addiction and like problems with prostitutes and I've cheated on you I haven't been faithful there have been prostitutes but don't worry I got an STD test last week and I'm clean so you're clean so don't worry what is happening you had to go through the mother you had to go through him like being crazy about anything you were doing making you feel wrong and to just find all that out. And look, this isn't us getting down on sex workers. It's more about the fact that he paid to cheat on you. That's just a step above infidelity. He didn't go out to a club and get a little too drunk and then go home with someone. He sought out somebody else and paid them to sleep with him. And where is he doing this too? There was a time where we went to the military ball in Vegas. My parents paid for a suite. My parents were so supportive, spent so much money and were so, so nice to him. But they had us sleep in separate rooms. You would think you would just deal with it. He was on happy that we weren't gonna have sex so in the suite that my parents paid for no i can't believe he would do that with you and your parents down the hall and then woke up the next morning and had breakfast with my family no i really hate that that makes me like sick was it just that one time or was it a habitual thing he went to some cd motels and he's like one time i couldn't even finish you know and i just left did he tell his mommy didn't finish Yeah, his mom probably knows all about it. Does his mom is wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Is his mom aware of everything going on? I don't know. Literally, I had nothing to say to I asked my dumb self, asked questions, and I got more information that I did not need to know. But he volunteered most of it. And he was like, I think that's it for now. For now, are you gonna talk to me again? Okay, please don't ever talk to me again. And he was like, Yeah, I figured. And then I just hung up and I I like I'm, I'm the type of person to like not react violently. Like I have a lot of feelings and I'm very like a lot. I've never been one to like react and like say things. So I just kept it in. And that was that. Fast forward all these months later of me crying, going to therapy, like increasing my antidepressants, my anxiety, my mood stabilized. Like I was literally living through it. It really messed me up. It really did to say the least as it would anybody. It was like through the advice of my therapist, I sent him this letter. It was a word doc. So stupid. It was a very long word doc. And it was essentially everything I wanted to say to him. And it was a long thing saying, I hope you don't beat yourself. Like that was the main message of it. It was me saying what you did was wrong, but I want to acknowledge that I had so many faults. I'm so incredibly sorry for not being the partner that you deserved, but also nothing in the world will ever justify what you did. I hope yeah. you know that it caused me, it will cause me damage for the rest of my life. But I want you to know that you do not even have to apologize to me. Like if there's one thing I could ask of you, it's for you to forgive yourself because I've already forgiven you. It's okay. And all these things and I wished him the best. I feel like that's a really mature thing to do. And it's kind of like a nice way to get closure. Just send the letter and move on with life. Okay, so what's as we hear about his new girlfriend having some really weird similarities to you? Like she looks similar to you. She's got the same name. What's going on there? No, I don't say we look similar, but we had to get with another girl. Same race, same name, but okay, whatever floats your boat, dude. Guarantee you 90% of people think that's weird. He made a comment to a friend of a friend. He was like, yeah, she doesn't look like her enough. That's so weird for him to tell someone that you both know. My new girlfriend doesn't look enough like my ex. What? Said nobody ever. So weird. Like, why would you say that? So yeah, I don't know. But I don't know if he's still with her. Now, I have to ask you, I mean, after this whole saga, I mean, what would you say was the hardest part for you? Maybe this is going to sound stupid, but like sitting here now, like been, it's been like almost three years now since all that, since he sent that last goodbye email. So it's been actually four years since we've broken up. But I think maybe the shit 
part was having myself so like looking back I mourn for like the woman that I was then I invested so much of my heart and myself into a person that I identified myself he was a part of my identity and I think that's a big lesson moving forward that you can have a love of your life like you can be completely in love and have a life partner what I did back then was I literally made him like quite literally part of my identity and I think that's why it hurt so much when I was betrayed when it ended because I put way too much power in him and like everything he would do have would have such an effect on me and I think now all these years later like I'm in a happy relationship and like yeah he plays a big part of my life if you were to ask me who I am now I would tell you my interests my passions my hopes if you asked me who I was then the first thing I would say is I'm so-and-so's girlfriend yeah because he literally was my identity so I think that's the saddest part that I allowed myself to be defined by my relationship with someone else when I should only be defined by me I know you probably beat yourself up for parts of it you were aware that it wasn't for you before you even knew the worst of it you know so I'm happy to hear that like you were broken up starting to move on with your life before you even knew the grossness about him you know Mm -hmm. so that's that's definitely cool but I just think good for you girl you show so much growth well I think when you were in that relationship I think subconsciously because you knew it probably wasn't the right thing for you I think that kind of manifested itself as you wanting to girl boss out of it I have to get through grad school and some of those feelings and emotions coming out and almost coming out towards him he wasn't your person What do they say? Like always trust a woman's intuition. There's like one thing I really randomly want to mention because you just talk about intuition. And I know my faith plays a large part of my life and it doesn't everybody. So you want to call it Jesus or cosmic energy of the universe. But there was one particular time at the last leg of all relationship, but we were having an argument and it was late at night. And essentially I was like, dude, we're literally bickering. Can you just leave? Because he had an Airbnb. We're really being pissy with each other. Like let's restart this tomorrow. So he left, right? When he left, I just felt like the heaviest feeling because at that time it was really sinking in that this is not for me and I said a prayer I don't know if you're supposed to do this but like I was very specific I was like God if this man is for me and if he is worth fixing this please let him come back and like he doesn't even have to come back say something awfully romantic I just want him to physically come back and give me some sign that even though things are shitty he's willing to work it out and he never did the next morning he was leaving or whatever I was like okay yeah like drive safe literally as he goes like we said our goodbyes we kiss as he opens the door he looks at me and he was like this is random and it's like pause and looked off in the distance and I was like yeah and he goes you know last night like when I just kind of left after that argument. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I almost considered coming back, but my gut just told me not to. And I was like, what made you tell me that? And he was like, I don't know, dude. I just just felt like telling you, all right, babe, bye. And he left. And I literally had goosebumps. I genuinely feel like there is a bigger energy. Like there is like a bigger power, some cosmic energy flowing through us all that there really is a path and there really is a reason for everything. And when you try to with that and make things the way you want it, it will never happen. That's so wild. And you know, I don't think you're wrong to ask. I mean, as someone who has a personal relationship and and the Christian faith, I don't think it's wrong to ask for specific things. That's how you know, because if you were vague, you can blame it on something else if you keep it vague. Whereas if you are like, I need this specific answer, then you know. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go along with it because I don't know if you stayed in the relationship longer after that, but at least you can look back and have that hindsight. If you don't know the first time, you'll know the second time Mm -hmm. if it's not for you. Fool me once. Shame on me. Pay somebody to have sex with me while we're both in Vegas. Shame 
on you. Thank you so much to this week's interviewee for coming on and sharing her breakup story. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. We would love it if you would give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. A couple of quick things I want to let you know about. Next week's mini episode, again, is going to be with at So My Mom's a Therapist. She gives incredible advice from a therapist perspective. We're going to be talking about relationship problems that typically happen around the holidays. So if you have any questions or situationships you want to ask her about, you can shoot me a DM at my Instagram. My handle is in the episode description. The mini-sode for this week is actually going to be with my mom, who is not a therapist. We're going to be talking about how to handle your partner's mom in a relationship. We'll be talking about meeting them for the first time, some of the things that my mom looks for when my brother brings home lady friends. And my mom's a good time. You're really going to like her. She will have a lot of sage advice for everybody. Stay tuned. The trailer for next week's episode is about to play. I'll see you next Tuesday.